Project Taryag Day 96 Mitzvah Tov Resh Tes And that's a mitzvah Shiloh Nechol Maisesheni Betumah That a person can't eat Maisesheni when he's tummy Or when the Maisesheni is tummy Even in Yerushalayim he has to redeem it And uh, the halacha that a person can't redeem Maisesheni in Yerushalayim Only applies to Maisesheni that a person can eat Which is tar However if the Maisesheni is tummy so then he has to redeem it even in Yerushalayim. And on that a person has to make a declaration as part of the Vidui Maestros that he has to declare he gave his Maestros. He has to say about the Maestroshoni, I didn't eat it when I was Tomei. And which means that since Hashem told me not to do that, so a person is declaring he's kept the mitzvah and he hasn't done it. And therefore... You can say at the end of his declaration, Shemati, Bekal Hashem Eloikai, I listened to the instructions of Hashem, which He instructed me to do. The reason to not eat or use Karbanos, bring Karbanos to the day or the person is Betumah, the Chinuch has explained many times, it's because it interferes with the Machshava, which is meant to be the product of the Kodshim. The din of Maishashani Betumah is whether the person's tummy or the Maishashani's tummy. Either way around, he's not allowed to eat it. And if a person would eat Maishashani in a state of Tumah, in Yerushalayim, he'd get Malchus. But if he'd eat it out of Yerushalayim, he wouldn't get Malchus because the issue of eating at Betumah is only in a place where there would be a chiv to eat at Betara. And out of Yerushalayim, it doesn't apply. However, there would be Malchus Maishas to Rabbanon for eating a Maishashani out of Yerushalayim. This Israel applies both to men and to ladies in the time when Maishashani could be eaten in Yerushalayim, which means the time of the base of Mikdush, and the deal of Maishas was Midaraisa. Met for Tafresh Yod, and that is not to spend Maishashani money on anything except for things you can eat and drink. The Pasuk is part of the declaration of Bidri Maishas, the person says, the Nasati, Mimena the Mace. I didn't use it for a dead person. And listen to the voice of Hashem, which means this was something Hashem instructed me not to do. A mace is just an example of something which doesn't affect the person and uh, isn't used for eating and drinking. And uh, as an extension of this, anything which has got to do with eating or drinking would be oser as well. And uh, the reason why Maishashani is meant to be specifically for eating and drinking and not for any other purpose, or not even to buy things, or to use for, for to buy servants or anything else, the Chinuch already explained the myth of Maishashani, that, that way people would be forced to stay, spend time in Yerushalayim, which is a place the Maishashani could be eaten, and that would have a positive effect on people being in the company of, of the Kainim, the Levim, the virus based on Mikdash and the Talmudic Chacham who lived in Yerushalayim. Like the Pasuk says, was the man Tilmud, the Yerush Hashem and Akecha, would be an opportunity for people to mechazek, to strengthen the Yerush Shemaim. The halacha is that even though Maishashani can only be used on food or drink, it can also be used on oils which a person can anoint himself with, because Sikha, which means anointing, is similar to Shtia, which is just like food, is there to strengthen the body and to help the body. And anointing oils do the same thing. The din that a person can use it for a mace 
means even though it's a mitzvah to bury the dead and to buy him his shrouds or his iron in the casket, nevertheless the person can't use mitzvah money for that. If a person would do that, he would be high to spend different money instead of that on Maisa. And if that's the case, since there's a way to rectify the money of Maisa which he spent on some non-food purpose, there wouldn't be Malchus because it's a way of rectifying, so to speak, what he did wrong. The Isser would apply both to men and to ladies in the time of the Besa Migdash when there would be a deal of Maisa Midaraisa. And if a person would be over and spend Maisa on other things, which don't involve eating, drinking, or anointing, is over on the slav. As we said before, he would have to spend other money connected that based on what he spent wrongly to use for foods or food products. Mitzvah Tov Reish Yud Aleph is a mitzvah to go in Hashem's ways and to be similar to Him. The Pasuk says, to follow in Hashem's footsteps, so to speak. And the Pasuk says a number of times, the idea of Lechus Bechol Drochov, to go in Hashem's ways. Which basically means the mitzvah to do all the actions we do, when the way which is upright and fair and to causes good, whether it applies to us or applies to other people, we should treat them with chesed, with kindness, with compassion, with mercy, which is the way Hashem treats all His brothers, like the Pasuk says about Him, Hashem is chofet chesed. He always wants to do chesed. And there's an extension, the Sifra learns, the Sifri learns that my Hashem is a Rachum and a Chanun, His merciful and compassionate a person should also be. Just as Hashem is a Tzadik, a person should also be. Just as Hashem is Kadosh, a person should also be. Which means a person should train himself in all the Midas, Tavis that we see by Kodesh Baruch A person should do his best to emulate and acquire those Midas in himself as well. More than that, the Chinuch already explained that this is an underlying reason for so many of the mitzvahs, that they're a way for us to work on accomplishing this level and acquiring these midas. However, the Chinuch points out that it doesn't mean we understand Hashem's midas or we understand why Hashem is acting as He is. Hashem's level is way above our comprehension. It just means that based on the midas tovis which we can learn from, which we see Hashem uses, we meant to learn from them as well. And even though there would be references which could lead one, lead one to think that the Midras apply to Hashem, which we would not consider good Midras. For example, the Pasuk says, Kel Zayim B'cholyom, Hashem expresses anger every day. Or the Pasuk says, Kirega B'apoy, that there's an, a moment of Hashem's anger. It doesn't mean that there's something lacking in Hashem's perfection, or that Hashem has Midras which aren't perfect. Because by us, anger comes from a point of imperfection or bad Midras. In the context of Hashem, what it means is that the world deserves punishment. Whereas, due to the fact that the world, for the most part, worshipping Abedazara, or disobeying Hashem, or being led astray by their taivas, therefore it's a world which should self-destruct. And the idea of the moment of Hashem's anger every day is the moment which, so to speak, would justify punishing the world because of the wrongdoing that they've done and therefore the way to express that so to speak is if Hashem gets angry because it means that there would be a time when the din which means the middle which would justify punishing the world is uppermost 
However, it's only for a moment because afterwards the Midasarachamim overpowers it, so to speak, and we made it the destruction doesn't come into effect. The way to achieve this level, the Chinuch explains like the Rambam, what he calls a Derech Hamimutzas, which means the middle path, and that applies to everything a person does, whether it's for the times eating, drinking, doing business, learning Torah, davening, even discuss, having discussions with other people. In every facet of life, a person should choose a Derech Hatzayva, which is the medium, not too extreme in either direction. And that's what the Gemara says in Sarit, a person should always be Shom De Oysa, a person should weigh up the way he's acting, which means a person should always be imbalanced. The weighing up process means that he's balanced between the two extremes. And that the Pasuk says, V'sham derech, ar'enu b'yeshelakim, which the Gemara means, V'sham derech, a person who weighs the path he's going, will be shown the salvation of Hashem. This mitzvah of being similar to Hashem and acquiring the midas, tzavist, as much as we can, from which we see HaKadosh Baruch acts towards us with, applies both to men and to ladies in every place and time. And if a person transgresses this mitzvah, I say, and he doesn't try to better himself and perfect his midas, or connect himself to Hashem, he's been battled this mitzvah. Mitzvah, tough race, you base, and that is the mitzvah to gather the whole Klai Yisrael for Hakel on Chag HaSukkos. The Pasuk says, Hakel HaSa'om, HaNoshim VaNoshim VaHatzof. The mitzvah of Hakel applies to the men, women and children, the entire Jewish nation. And the time it was done was <coughs> in the year following Shemitah, the beginning of the eighth year, in other words, on Chag HaSukkos of that year. The entire Jewish people would gather in the base of Megdosh. And the king would read to them parts of Sefer Devarim. And even though it's a mitzvah saseh, which is time-bound, it only applies the one time in seven years, in the circus after Shemitah, nevertheless, the Torah specifically mentions that women are chayv in this mitzvah, even though normally women are part of from such mitzvahs. The reason for the mitzvah, says the Chinuch, because the cornerstone of Klai Yisrael is the Torah. And that's what sets us distinct from every other nation. And that's what grants us Olam Abba. And therefore, since that's the cornerstone of Klai Yisrael, it's appropriate that Klai Yisrael united together in a certain time should come to here and be strengthened by the words of Torah. And the entire Jewish nation should be part of such a ceremony, men, women and children. And it will make an effect on people. That uh, everyone sees how everyone gathers to hear the Torah, because that's showing, confirming that this is the fundamental point, the foundation of Klai Yisrael. It's our pride, and that also causes a tremendous amount of covenant Torah. That for everybody there will witness and see the importance that Klai Yisrael attaches to the Torah, and from that will come the Cheshek, the Rotten, to connect the Torah, to learn Torah, and to keep the Torah, and that in turn will be the reason why Klai Yisrael will deserve so to speak, the rewards that Hashem promised them as being the chosen nation. As the Apostle says, that bringing everybody, even the children, is to see, and from there they'll learn to fear Hashem. The king was the one chosen to read to everybody in the, in the court of the Basin Mikdash, which is a part of the Basin called Ajus Nashim. He's allowed to sit because he's a king, however it's more praiseworthy if he stands. And the Gemara says he used to read from the beginning of Dvarim until the end of Pasha Shema. And then he used to read the Pasha of Ahim Shemaya. 
and then you used to read the parish of, of Tztaka and the parish of the various Yom and then you read until the brachas and the klalas of parishas Kisavoy. The Rambam says they used to first blow the trumpets all over Yishalayim and they would build to gather the people. They would build a platform, a bimah, of wood in the Ezra The king would stand on it, or if he wanted to, he could sit by it. That way everyone around him could hear him. And the the, the Gabe of the Beis Mikdash would take a separate and give it to the Roshaknesses, who would give it to the deputy King Godel, who would give it to the King Godel, who would give it to the king, which shows a certain hierarchy of people until it reaches the king. The king would make a bracha before it, like every time before Bukhara Torah. He would read all the parishes we mentioned, and afterwards he would make the bracha after reading the Torah, as well as seven more brachas, like Gemara tells us. The one is for Kla Yisrael, one is to thank Hashem for choosing us as Kla Yisrael, and the fourth one is to daven for the Beis Hamikdash, to daven for Kla Yisrael, meant to continue the kingship of Kla Yisrael, daven for the Kohanim, and lastly, that everyone should be given what they daven for, which is Shemet Fedah. The mitzvah of Hakel only applies when Kla Yisrael are all living in Eretz Yisrael. And the plus everyone together. And if a person would be over on this, whether a man or a lady, and wouldn't come to hear the hakel, which all classical bechayev to come to, and similarly, from the king himself doesn't want to be the one to read the hakel, then they'd be invited to this to say, and not just a regular punishment. Says the chinuch v'anshem gadol ma'od, because this is the mitzvah which provides the basis of kavanah Torah. And the final mitzvah in the Torah, mitzvah tafresh yad gimel, mitzvah taryag. And that is Nichtov called Echot Sefer Torah La'atzmoy for everyone to write a Sefer Torah for themselves. Where the Pasuk says, Hashem talking to Moshe to write down the Torah which is called the Shira and to teach it to Klai Yisrael, which means not just Moshe himself, but this is also then instructed to every person that they should write down the Torah themselves. If a person is able to write, he knows how to write the Torah, and then that's the best. And the Gemara says about that, if a person writes a Torah, it's like he received it from Harsinai. And if a person is unable to write, then at least he should pay somebody else and hire them to write on his behalf. And the main point is that he should have a safer Torah. The reason for the mitzvah says the Chinuch, because it's your do that people act based on what they prepared, on the preparation that's been given to them. And therefore, if each person in Klaishal has a safer Torah prepared, they can learn from it on a constant basis. He doesn't have to go look for a Torah to learn from. Then Mimele, being as he has the ability to learn the Torah constantly, that will have an influence on him, it will teach him to obey the Torah constantly. He'll know the mitzvahs, he'll know them well, and, and he'll, therefore he'll make sure to do them. And therefore it's a mitzvah on each person on their own, which means even if a person inherits a Sefer Torah from his fathers, there's a mitzvah on him to write his own Sefer Torah as well, and that way there will be no shortage of Sifrei Torah in Klai Yisrael. And even if a person has for himself, he'll be able to lend or show it to others to make sure that they have Sifrei Torah as well. Right. Another interesting point the Chinuch says is if everyone has their own Sefer, then it's easier to read than the old Sefer which are left to them from previous generations. Says the Chinuch, even though the Mitzvah Torah is referring to the Sefer Torah, says the Chinuch, it's no doubt in my mind that this Mitzvah of writing Sefer applies to all the news for him written explain the Torah as well. The Perushim Shenis Chabra Perusha Torah 
everyone should try to the best of their ability to write or to acquire, even if he already has a lot from his parents as inheritance. And so this is the way of all Anshimaila people of stature. Yeah, they used to have um, in their home bookcases of Svarim. And as much as Hashem enables them to buy, so they'd have an reality source of Torah to learn. The dinim of how to write the Sefer Torah is that between each word a person is to leave a size of a letter, between each line a person is to leave a size of a line. Each line should be 30 letters long, long enough to word, write the word Lemishbech Yisrael, which is 10 letters three times, and that's the le- length of each column in the Sefer Torah. One shouldn't make it shorter than that and not longer than that to make it easier to read. Similarly, a person can't start the word within the column and then carry on three letters outside of the column. However, less than three letters isn't going to make a significant difference. If it doesn't fit into the column, a person can continue the word even beyond the end of the column. If a person can't fit the whole word at the end of the line, then he starts the word in the next line. Similarly, a person can't stick a word in between different lines. He has to write it that it's all in organized writing without words so to speak uh, in, forced in between the regular lines of the, print, of the writing if a person doesn't have enough space to write the whole word at the end of the line for example there's a 10 letter word and there isn't space at the end of that line if you can write half of it in, inside the column you should write that and if not you should write it all the next line between each chumash of the Torah you have to leave four lines blank and then on the fifth line, he starts the next Chomish. When he finishes the Torah, he has to finish the end of the page and in the middle of the line. And then that way, the word last of the Torah, the Yisrael, comes out at the end of the last page, in the middle of the line. The person has to be careful with all the rules of writing a separate Torah. There's some letters which are meant to be bigger, some letters which are meant to be smaller, some letters are meant to have dots on top of them. Some letters are written in a strange way. He calls, for example, the Oasis Akumos, for example, the upside down nuns and bashes by Loisra. He has to make sure that every letter has its tagging, which is little lines on top that it needs. Some letters need one tag, and some letters need three tagging. The tagging marks three little lines. Um, it says like it's a little zine, because it has a little circle at the top of the tag. And these all are the ways to make a Sevatari Mumahuda. If we make a mistake in these things, the white mark of them. If, we, for example, he was medactic in the tagim, or he made the lines too close to each other. However, if letters stick together, or he left out letters, or added in letters, or one of the letters isn't written properly, that it doesn't look like that it's meant to be, then Bidiyavid will also be possible. This mitzvah to write the Sefer Torah applies in every place and every time, only to men, because just like the mitzvah of Limurah Torah, learning Torah only applies to men, the mitzvah of writing a Torah only applies to men as well. If a man's over on this and doesn't write himself a Sefer Torah, if he had the ability to do that, he's mevatal does mitzvah say, and he deserves a punishment, because having a Torah is a, makes the possibility for a person to learn the Torah, and that's the basis of keeping all the mitzvahs. And as we know, a person who came the Torah, Yebaruch v'yachkam hu'abonah will be blessed and he'll become wise here in his sons. Like the Apostle says, 
Righteous of the Torah and that way you're able to learn it yourselves but also to teach it to the rest of Klai Yisrael. And this brings us to the conclusion of the mitzvahs which is the brought in Sefer Achinuch. The Tariag mitzvahs of the Torah. We're not yet finished a hundred days yet and we're not yet finished the job we set out to do. The Chinuch brought the mitzvahs based on the listing of the Rambam which Baruch Hashem we've now come to a full understanding of. There are however there's many times where the Ramban disagrees and he counts mitzvahs differently and therefore we will still try and add in the mitzvahs which the Ramban adds to the list to make up the Tariag according to his way of reckoning and uh, both the mitzvahs are say, mitzvahs later I say and in most of them the Rambam doesn't argue their mitzvahs it's just a question of how to count the mitzvahs but in the meantime by Hashem today day 96 we've come to a shlemus of the Tariag mitzvahs the Fidushitz of the Rambam and the Fidushitz of the Chinuch.